On this episode of Trading Camp, we interviewed Dan Pipitone, CEO and founder of Trade Zero. He talks about his experiences building an award-winning retail-friendly brokerage and the drastic improvements in the retail trading experience over the past two decades. This episode is brought to you by Kane Capital, a trading community over 25,000 strong featuring live trading alerts and educational content. Link in the notes to join for free today. Trading Camp is partnered with Trade Zero, a commission-free retail-friendly brokerage that lets you trade stocks, options, and more. In both 2020 and 2021, Trade Zero won the Benzinga Fintech Award for Best Broker for Short Selling. If you're a client of Trade Zero Canada or Trade Zero International with an account larger than $500, Trade Zero provides access to U.S. markets and offers no PDT rules. We're excited to offer three months of Zero Pro and Zero Web to you through our partnership link, which you can find in the show notes or by searching us.tradezero.co forward slash trading camp. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 49 of TCP Trading Camp Pod. We got a very special and important guest with us for the 49th episode. Excited to get things underway. Before we bring him in, Noah, how we doing? Alejandro, what's going on? We're nearing up on episode 50. I'm getting excited here. But yeah, we have a great one here for episode 49. Um, and I think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this. So can't wait to get going. So for those of you that have been listening to the podcast, more specifically, the last three episodes, you've probably noticed that we've partnered with Trade Zero, which is something that we're very, very excited about. Trade Zero is a brokerage As we talk about in the ad that you can trade stocks, options, and more on commission-free, Noah and I both love it, and we're extremely privileged and, as I mentioned, excited to have partnered with them. So now we finally get the chance to meet and speak with their CEO, Dan Pipitone, who we have with us on the podcast this evening. Dan, how are we doing? Fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to uh, the next hour that we want to spend together. Absolutely, man. So how we always start this is by asking you about your background. And we want to hear about your background as an individual, but not only that, the background of Trade Zero and how you guys came to be. So basically, I'm a serial entrepreneur since birth, I would say. Uh, you know, started off selling mixtapes in high school. I was a DJ. I always kind of charted my own course of, you know, uh, laying up a business and really just trying to create something, create opportunities for myself. Always enamored with Wall Street. Uh, when I when I graduated college, the first job out of uh, college was working with a company called Real Time Quotes, which was one of the first, if not the first, company that would provide level two market data over the public internet. Uh, this was in '96. The public internet really got started uh, graphically in '95 with Netscape and the like. Uh, so we were out there providing level two quotes uh, over the internet to users way back in 96. However, it quickly became apparent to me that while providing our users with a market data system, 
that they were using places like E-Trade at the time and, T- and Waterhouse, not TD Waterhouse, Waterhouse Securities at the time, uh, where they were using our data and then trading at other brokers. Uh, so the owner of the company uh, kept asking, we need to add a buy-sell button here, we need to add a buy-sell button here, and uh, it never happened. Uh, so at the end of 1999, I left the company and started my first firm with my two partners uh, that I'm still partnered with today. We started a company called Noble Trading. We were providing retail traders access to trade the U.S. markets, equities, options, and futures, actually, uh, using licensed platforms. So we didn't own our own technology, and uh, but we were able to, to make a go at it and, and really build a nice business. We ran that for about 11 years. And in 2010, we were purchased by a company called Lightspeed Trading. Uh, the guys at Lightspeed are still around today. We love them. Uh, we have a lot of, a lot of great history there. Uh, at the time when we sold the business, we were, uh, there were eight of us. We were managing about 4,000 retail active accounts. And um, it was just, we, we just felt like we, we had enough. So uh, at the time the money was right. And uh, so we sold. And it was a really interesting dynamic because we've been gearing up for this for, you know, the last year and a half that we were in business. Uh, and, you know, I'll never forget it was the day we closed uh, and I was on a flight going to visit my parents. And when we landed, the money had come into the account. And wow, I was like, wow, this is real, real great feeling. And this is what we were gearing up for. It feels amazing. And um, I'll never forget, you know, I was out to dinner that night with my with my parents and some of their friends, uh, some of them who I'd never met. And they were like, so, Dan, uh, what do you do? And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting question, you know, because in many ways we are what we do. And if you don't do that anymore, then who the hell are you? You know, so it was it was a real uh, crazy conundrum where, you know, trying to navigate that and you know, while being happy of uh, getting out of the business, but at the same time, you know, no longer having the thing that I was really passionate about. Uh, so fast forward, at that time, we started building our own uh, infrastructure and trade, trading technologies. And um, fast forward to 2015, we launched Trade Zero Inc., the first iteration out of Nassau, Bahamas. And the real motivation behind that is, is really kind of our MO, I would say. Early on at Noble, I think in 2003, the pattern day trading rule came about. And we were always in a position or at least had the thought where, you know, who are we to say what a retail trader can do with their money? Um, you know, it was just kind of anti-American. I felt uh, at that time it was the government in a heavy handed way telling people, you know, how much they could do what they wanted to do, which, you know, still kind of weird. So when we started Trade Zero uh, Inc. International, we did so with the thought of really trying to empower a trader by not only allowing to trade the markets both long and short, but also uh, with maintaining a minimum balance to be able to trade you know, at will when they wanted. And so uh, we ran that business for a bunch of years and then uh, later added on Trade Zero America, uh, which we are subject to patent day trading rules. Uh, and then finally this year, we launched Trade Zero Canada, which same model as, as, as the offshore stuff. So for our folks trading outside the country, uh, they really have total freedom of action, but borrowing some of, you know, some of that thought process and some of the desire to empower traders and, and give them freedom of action, uh, we really came upon the facilitation of not just allowing people to short stuff, but doing it in a way where we lead with our messaging 
where the trader knows that we're not long biased, we're not short biased, but we really kind of leave it up to you to decide which way you want to go. We're not going to stand in your way. And if you are someone who trades on the short side, we look to empower you by giving by, by giving you some tools and technology that really don't exist anywhere else, which I'm really proud of. Uh, we actually have a patent pending on our innovation of our locates sellback feature. So for anyone who doesn't know what a locate is, um, a locate is basically a precursor to doing a short sale for any stock that's not easy to borrow. When you uh, brokers here in the U.S. all operate, if they allow short selling uh, with an easy to borrow list, those usually encompass your names like Apple, Microsoft, your S&P names. Um, and so stocks that don't fit in that criteria usually are not easy to borrow. And so if you want to short them, you have to first get a locate. So we built what's essentially a locates marketplace to not only facilitate that, but again, to empower people to know that uh, if they're short bias, that, uh, you know, that they have some tools behind them, not only the access to short the stocks that they want. So just high level <laughs> kind of uh, that's that's really what we've been up to. Um, and, um, you know, it's kind of the, the path, my career path in a nutshell, um, where there's been a general theme. I've always... Uh, since I'm out of college, really been focused on U.S. U.S. market data, level two market data, and the technology and tools uh, and the delivery mechanisms around those. It's crazy to think. So you've been doing this for a long time, and you've been in the industry for a long time. For Noah and I, we've been trading for four or five years now. So for us, when we think about trading, it's TD Ameritrade, it's Webull, it's Trade Zero, it's um, you know, all these brokerages and, you know, being able to trade uh, stocks, options, futures, literally at your fingertips, right? And everything is instant and everything moves so fast. But I'm trying to think of, you know, for you, you've been around the block and you've seen the evolution of what the retail trader is capable of doing. Sure. I met with um, an individual the other night. And he's been trading for 25 plus years. And he was telling me stories of him trading penny stocks way, way back before the crash of 87. Oh, wow. You know, he's he's calling in on the payphone. I want to buy <laughs> stock. He's like telling me you had to look on the payphone, like you had to see the letters, like press just crazy stuff that you don't really think about. Well, the sky pager where you got some calls yeah. and you know, you had to call a service to, to text somebody yeah. back. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's honestly like unimaginable. So I want to ask you for you, this has to be extremely exciting. I mean, that, that to me, being able to, first off, being able to stay and stick around in this industry for the amount of time that you have in itself is impressive because of how competitive it is. We know that. But I want to ask you about that evolution and what you've seen and what has excited you most from when you first started to now. Sure. I think, you know, most recently, most recently, meaning in the last couple of years, everyone being locked up at home obviously created a situation where the U.S. equity and option markets really futures really being the only live action in town for a good you know period of time. I think what that did was I mean, it, it was kind of a perfect storm. There was the Tesla story that was really driven by retail. There was crypto and, and Bitcoin and the adoption of that. And um, I feel like over the last couple of years, we've seen a movement in a way that I haven't seen in my career. 
because earlier on, it was always the kind of feeling that the markets aren't for me, it's for them. You know, it's for that subset of this country that it's more familiar, it's more organic, where now I feel like the retail investor is empowered by knowing that it's for everybody. You know, they know that their friends have dipped in and made money that, they, you know, they and, they and it's just a lot more familiar. So while retail trading activities definitely slowed down in 22, I think we've reached a new level of plateau of adoption and familiarity with the markets and approachability of the markets in a way that I haven't seen earlier on in my career. And we've seen a lot of major market events occur since the late 90s. You had, you know, the internet bubble and then you had, you know, the financial crisis and, you know, everything that's with the pandemic. There's, there's been a whole bunch of sort of major issues that, that I've lived through and, and facilitated trading through, but nothing like we saw in the last two years. And I think that adoption is really the reason why we've had this explosion in, you know, retail trading. You know, I think... <clears throat> When you look at the retail landscape, particularly like for us who a lot of our interactions with other traders, and that's a big part as well, you know, of, of the retail trader aspect is really social media. Cause as a trader, as a retail trader in particular, like, it's not like you're going into the office every day, right. And talking shop with the other guys who are also traders or, you know, really meeting these people and really discussing ideas and, and getting through that. It's really more so the advent of FinTwit and the popularity rise there sure. that really allows, I think, people to connect with each other. And so that's why I think as retail traders, it was slower for us to get the ball moving, right? But I think when you look at it now, retail traders have so much more power than they ever realized, right? Particularly like with the AMC thing, with the GameStop thing, people look at that and say, wow, look at what a bunch of theoretically small people in this world can do, you know, when they sort of group together. And it seems like you know, you're definitely a part of that as well, right? At Trade Zero, at, you know, any of these other brokerages. And so I think that that's really an important part of it. Can you talk about, I guess, some of the power that retail has? Because I think that retail traders don't really realize the power that they do have, right? Like, obviously, there are some disadvantages in the sense that, you know, you may not have access to the best possible information as quickly as possible. But today, compared to 20 years ago, we have almost infinitely more information than, than a retail trader had, you know, back then, like Alejandro said, you had to check the newspaper, you had to go look at the stuff, you had to call up your broker, right? And and now it's sort of all at your fingertips. Talk about some of the power that retail traders have gained over the past decade that they may not even realize um, that they have the ability. I think folks are operating from a standpoint nowadays of feeling like, again, it's for me. You know, and that empowerment leads to excitement. It leads to thought. It leads to discussion. Um, and then, and then, and then finally action, specifically at trade zero, our MO of empowering traders, what we look to do is really provide the types of tools and access that, you know, 10 years ago were institutional only, you know, trading from four o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night, being able to get someone on the phone, you know, or, 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 or a live chat 24 seven and say, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this or you know, or, or getting some input and thought is really what we try to do. And, you know, from things like providing uh, access to what we're looking to do in, in the near future is provide access to our professional traders on the floor of the, uh, of the American Stock Exchange and IZMX, uh, so that some of our retail folks who have the curiosity uh, and the ability to comprehend some of these option strategies to run those things by a professional. 
uh, so that they can kind of get some get some thought and input. So I think that the, the the retail trader being empowered and feeling like all of these interactions are for them and speak to them has given them some you know some definite wind in the sails. You combine that with a lot of the ease of access that's occurred over the last few years with respect to onboarding, with respect to funding the account, with respect to you know going in your pocket and having an app that can do a lot of the things that you really had to show up at an office to your point, you know, with eight monitors to try and glean this information and take it all in, it's now been curated for you in a way that, you know, most people can get grasp and, and, and leverage. So I think it's been the perfect storm of, of combination of the democratization of finance. We hear that all the time, but social media, the reddits of the world have really given the retail investor the information and the forums with which they can discuss, dissect, navigate, you know, the latest market topics uh, and do so in a way where maybe it's a collaborative effort where you're not going at it alone. Uh, So all of these things didn't exist just even 10 years ago. So I think the retail trader has the power because they've been empowered. And in addition, they now have just a whole host of tools and access that they didn't just a few years ago. I love how you talked about the amount of information that's available. Noah and I were able to quite literally make a career out of this for that reason. You think back to um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you weren't able to just go on YouTube and there weren't, you know, well, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, we're in 2022. Well, maybe 20 years ago, you weren't able to go on YouTube and see, you know, a hundred people giving out a hundred different ways where you could trade stocks. Again, you weren't able to go on Trade Zero and then take that idea that you learned from YouTube or that you learned from Twitter and take it directly to your brokerage and start trading right that second, like that same day. You weren't able to process and learn information that quickly. So it's a completely different ball game. And I think that's what's so enticing now to the retail trader is, okay, this is not only something I could do as a hobby or this isn't something... Uh, that I would do only to to have fun. I feel like that's what trading stocks uh, looked like to me when I was first learning. It was like, okay, this isn't something that, you know, maybe I'll dabble, but I don't know if I could actually make money because, you know, I assume you have to be on Wall Street to be making money, right? You have to be working at right. JP Morgan. You have to be working at Goldman Sachs. You have to be working at these... Myth- and I'm not that person. So then how am I going to be successful? Exactly. Exactly. And that's how it used to be this, or I used to have this like thought process of unless I get the degree in finance, unless I'm trading like on a floor, unless I'm trading as part of a team, unless unless all the stars align pretty much, I won't be able to make money in the stock market. And there are people every day now proving that that is, in fact, not the case. And that is what is so exciting as a retail trader. And that is what I see TradeZero doing. It's giving people the opportunities to you yourself, if you have the skills, if you have the will to learn, if you have uh, the drive, you're going to be able to make it happen regardless of your circumstances. And that itself is extremely appealing and enticing for people. And it's very motivating. And it's a beautiful thing also. 100%. 100%. It is a beautiful thing because, again, it's not so much you have to get the perfect college degree. You have to, you know, 
be your parents don't have to work in finance right i mean noah's story i'll refer to his story he uh he was studying finance i mean no you might as well yeah i guess yeah i guess i should tell my story you tell it better than i do well yeah i mean i i was really looking to get into finance and just early on in my college career my first freshman year in college did really bad um winded up you know having to, to leave school for a year to you know really get my head screwed on straight and that next three years, I really worked towards like, look, this is what I want to do. I want to work in finance, you know, the, the stock market. I'm enamored by it. Um, and, you know, how can I make this happen? And I really felt that I gave it as much as I could. But, you know, people want to see the credentials. Right. And I didn't quite have the credentials. And um, I was I was unable to get the job that I wanted. And so I created the job that I wanted. And I mean, it's worked out, you know, over a year later, over 50, 49, you know, podcasts later, it, it's winded up becoming more than I could have ever expected. And so I think like Alejandro said, it, it really is like the, the barrier to entry is much lower, I think. And, and if I could, the perceived barrier to entry is much lower. Exactly. And I mean, and look, I, I was never somebody who grew up with a ton of money and I, I just wanted to learn how to trade stocks. Right. And it was like, I, it's funny that you mentioned um, the light speed stories so to go back here a little bit, because when I first started trading, I, I got involved with like small caps. That's how I like got into trading. And um, my first brokerage was with was with Lightspeed. And so that's how I like sort of got into the market, albeit I wasn't successful. You know, it's like <laughs> my first like couple of trades and I was, you know, using leverage and all that bad stuff. But I mean, it was like, it's still like you you have to go through that. Right. And I think, you know, it's, it's so cool to ha- sort of have that come full circle. My first brokerage was Lightspeed. And now we have somebody who literally worked with Lightspeed intimately on the pod. It's, it's really amazing. But yeah, you know, like like just to wrap up Alejandro's point, I think, like you said, that perceived barrier to entry is much lower nowadays and people are taking a, a shot on themselves, which, you know, I couldn't be more happy with. Noah, what do we always say is the most important thing for a beginner trader to do? To not be an absolute idiot. Exactly. Or in other words, minimize your monetary risk. That's why TCP has partnered with Trade Zero to offer our listeners three months of Zero Pro and Zero Web free. Because when you first start out, the only money involved should be your PL. And at the end of the day, we know that we have people who have listened to the pod and are still like, ah, should I put money in? And they'll use every excuse in the book. We want to take away one of those excuses. So the only thing between you and your trading journey is yourself. With the three free months, you get access to Trade Zero's award winning short selling capabilities, their extensive variety of locatable symbols for shorting. 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. trading and access to commission-free stock trading, plus access to ETFs, pennies, options, and more. Follow the URL in the show notes to try Trade Zero free today. So let's talk about now some features. Um, let, let's get back to Trade Zero here. So if I'm the retail trader who just downloaded Trade Zero, I'm super excited to trade. Um, Let's say I'm a small cap trader. We'll start there. What does the platform look like? What is it that would be so enticing for me as a small caps trader? I think it's going to have all of the things that you expect. It's going to have your quotes. It's going to have your news, your charting, your time and sales. If you're a tape trader, your level two screen. So you can kind of see what's happening. Um, you know, the, the system is running 24 seven. So, you know, if you log in at two o'clock in the morning, you're not going to see a whole hell of a lot. You you may see some spy trading. But the real sweet spot, again, is on the short access. Because, uh, you know, from the long side, I think a lot of the tools are, you know, pretty standard. 
Um, a level two screen is a level two screen. Uh, you know, the news window, you know, while you can have some alerts and different feeds and stuff like that. Um, there's so much information out there on the internet that if you're not getting it directly from your broker, and I'm not saying we don't provide a robust news source, but I'm just saying that there's just so much out there that, you know, if it's not inherent in the platform, you can also get access to it. But the real sweet spot for us, again, is the thing that we lead with, which is, again, our key differentiator. And especially when we talk about small cap stocks, I mean, we could talk ad nauseum, fellas, about all of the recent, uh, you know, small cap gappers uh, that have done crazy things. Um, and, you know, while if you're sitting there and, and, uh, and betting on the long side, that's awesome. But when you get caught and the thing starts precipitously moving against you, wouldn't it be awesome to kind of flip that around and participate in the downside? Uh, I know, you know, for myself, is it, I'm not really a trader. Um, I've, I've really not done a really well the more active i get i think that the worse i do but um you know you know i i love that you admit that <laughs> that says a lot about you that uh you're you're honest it is what it is you it's I, not I mean, it's, it, it's not easy i mean it's the truth it's the truth a lot, a lot of respect yeah and you know a lot of times when i when i pick the right stock and you know it's but i don't get out and then all of a sudden the way that it comes down it always felt to me that they always come down so much faster than they go up um and so you know, to be able to have that access, uh, and obviously there are a lot of risks involved with shorting, but to be able to have that access, I think is key. You know, for anyone who's serious about trading, and let's, let's move away from investing for a second, just talking about pure trading. You know, one of the, uh, one of the thoughts that um, your last guest was talking about was how, how much of the retail, uh, uh, retail investor or the non one percent of this country have right now in um, being held in in common stocks and equities, um, and it's and it's crazy, right? And if we see what's 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 happening with the markets lately, uh, you know, the Fed is just tightening up the economy, and things are going to slow down dramatically, and so are stock prices that we're seeing and all this stuff, you know. But as a trader, for the most part, our folks are in they're not in equities; they're in cash. You know, they're trading the equities during the day, but at the end of the day, they're in cash. You know, so they're coming in the next morning, looking at each day's its own microcosm and saying, what are my long opportunities today? What are my short opportunities? What are my mixed opportunities? What do I want to make sure that I have access to on the short side before the day starts? Because, you know, I know that as the day goes on, uh, you know, short, short locates are a commoditized and finite thing. Um, I want to make sure I have the, a, the ability to participate when I'm ready. It's one thing to be long and wrong. You know, we've all been there. But it's another thing to know, hey, this thing looks like it's really going to topple right now. All signs are pointing to this thing being so top heavy. Uh, and then having the perfect setup and then go and press the short button to find out your broker doesn't have any shares. You know, so we, we try to be the remedy for that. Uh, and and really to empower traders with uh, with the ability to do what they want. Yeah. So could you explain like what that looks like on a different brokerage for the people that don't understand um, like the cost to borrow and sure. the short locate? Because if you've never shorted, some people might be wondering, oh, well, I've never ran into this problem. What is it the problem? What does the problem look like that a lot of people end up running into on other brokerages? So first off, as a starting point, there's some brokers that don't allow short selling at all. Places like Robinhood, it's just not something that they offer to their customers. The mechanics behind short selling is as follows. 
if you want to short a stock, it's basically selling something that you don't have, right? And the thought is you're going to sell it at a price and hopefully to buy it back at a cheaper price. And that delta is your profit. Obviously, if it goes, if you, if you short at a price, it goes up and you cover the stock at that price, you're going to lose money. But in order to facilitate that short sale, you need to have someone lend you the stock. Someone who's long the shares need to, you need to borrow it from them. When I say you, your broker is doing it on your behalf, but mechanically speaking, a short doesn't happen unless someone is long the stock in a margin account somewhere else. So the facilitation of that process and making it easy so you don't really need to know the nuts and bolts and mechanics, you just want to push the button and get your access, that's what we do. At many other brokers, you're dealing with their, uh, you know, live chat. And you're asking, do you have stock? It, you know, and you may be sitting there, you know, half hour or 20 minutes or an hour later to only to find out, you know, you wanted a thousand, but we have a hundred or we don't have any at all. On our system, it's all real time. So you're looking at, at, a, at what's, what's essentially a watch list for the stocks that you wish to short that day. And you put in your list and then we're returning real time pricing on what it's going to cost you to locate one share of that stock. Now, to your point, you know, there are fees. This isn't free. Obviously, if you want to short something that's easy to borrow, there's no additional cost for an intraday short sell. You can just short it. You can short your Apple, cover it. You're not going to have to get a locate. There are no additional fees that you would pay. On our system, because we're a commission-free broker in the U.S., there'd be no commission. Uh, but if you did want to locate something, you wanted to trade something that wasn't easy to borrow, you would look, go onto the system, you would put in the symbol and how many shares you wanted. In, an, in a second or two, the rate is returned. We can then decide, hey, this makes sense or this doesn't. And those rates can vary anywhere from a fraction of a penny to multiple dollars, depending on the stock. So that the locate is to is the, the fee someone would pay to facilitate an intraday short. Once they hold a short overnight, that turns into what's called a borrow. Now what happens is that that person who we, we, we identified to loan us the stock before to do the locate, we're now going to go to them and say, hey, we're actually going to need it now. And so we're going to get a borrow in and that th- there are overnight borrow charges that occur once that process kicks in. All right. So the next thing I want to ask you about, and thank you for explaining that, is uh, the options portion of the platform. And I know that this is something you guys are still early stage because when we first uh, met with Dan and Shezzy, um, we were asking them questions about it. And the reason we were so excited is because it is so early stage. And as options traders ourselves, Noah and I can really see ourselves in the future using Trade Zero's um, options trading platform. So if you could explain what you guys have going on currently and what it is that you are planning on adding in the near future. So we right now uh, on our, our free web version and our flagship desktop Zero Pro, you can pull up an option chain on any symbol, you know, looking at everything in real time, update dynamically, you can click through your near months, you're at the monies, you're out of the money, all contracts, your leaps, what have you. You have the ability to pull it, look at any options contract that trades for the underlying security. Right now, we facilitate buy to open and sell to close, which is not the sexiest of strategies, uh, but we're looking to add on that. First, by, by 
by uh, by allowing us by allowing our users to do vertical spreads. So that means a buy and a sell of of a, of a same strike and same uh, and same uh, type of contract. Um, so w- once we move past single contract um, buy to open sell to close, you're now talking about what's called complex options trading or multi leg options trading. The first strategy is our is our verticals. Immediately thereafter, we'll be adding our calendar spreads. And then from there, going into our three, four, and X leg uh, options trades. We are working on our on the, on the platforms to modify the UIs to not only facilitate it, but also to make it easy. So if you're a professional options trader, we're not going to give you a wizard to kind of tee up the, the trades for you. You're just going to point, click, and, and do your stuff. But if you're someone that's not as savvy or not as familiar, why not have the wizard kind of walk you through what it is you're looking to tee up. And so some those are some of the real exciting things that we're working on. And uh, we expect those in the very near future. I think the thing about, you know, options too, and what you guys are doing in terms of adding the multi-leg, the multi-leg options is that a lot of the people, obviously, that we come in contact with through the Discord or through Twitter are really those, you know, single leg, buy to open, sell to close type options traders. But when you get into those more complex Options and I, I hate using that word complex because I feel like it's right. sort of like it, it sort of makes people like you know like maybe I don't want to really get involved in that especially yes. like if you're newer at trading it's like why would I do something that's like immediately complex but like when you think about the nature of it a lot of times you can have better risk reward profiles using oh, those 100%. complex options and so 100%. it's like you know when you're buying the open sell the close on the naked options front. You have to really be precise with your entries. You got to really be precise with your timing. You got to make sure that you have the right um, expiration, right? If you go too near the month, if you go too near uh, dated on your expiration, you really get hit with that fade burn. If you go too far away in your expiration, it's going to cost you more upfront and you may not get the return that you're looking for. I think the thing that I really like about complex options is that you have that um, ability to really, like you said, create exactly what you want and it just allows you to play a stock in so many more ways, right? If I think a stock is going to stay in a box for the next week, I can trade that. If I think a stock is going to go up, I don't know how much. I just know it's, I just, my thesis is not going to go below this level. You can play that better through the complex option system. And so I think, you know, even though people talk about complex options and it, you know, it seems really difficult and sort of unique and niche. I think the more people really understand the fundamentals of options and, and how they function, I think that that's really going to become a massive way for retail to express their their views on the, on the market. Because so many times we see, and, and Alejandro can attest to this, so many times we see somebody say, oh, my idea was right, but I lost money. And I feel like that happens so much less with the multi-leg option strategies. And so I'm really excited for you guys um, to get that up and running. And to your point, you know, we're combining this initiative with hand in hand with education uh, because, you know, it it doesn't go without providing the person with, you know, robust education specific to your platform, kind of how to not only navigate it, but understand the strategy, understand, you know, to your point, the the, the options trader who's trading the multi-leg options, let's not use complex, you know, has the ability to hedge. They They have the ability to know what their risk reward is. Before they even go into the contract, so it's 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 empowering once you really have an understanding of how these things work because it's it's another tool in the tool belt, right? And so uh, if you're not showing short directionally, or this thing's going to really pop, or this thing's really not, you know, you think it's going to trade in the band. 
some of these strategies make a lot sense, a lot more sense from a risk and profitability standpoint. One of the other initiatives that we're really excited about is, as I mentioned early on, we have a presence on the floor of the Amex. Uh, so we're also members of the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, and we have uh, four or five guys that are down on the options floor every day that are trading options for institutions. You know, they're doing a few million contracts a month for, you know, the biggest of institutions. And we're looking to tap into that knowledge, that understanding, that color of what's going on on the floor and provide some of that access and thought to our retail traders. This is a little bit longer tail, but we have someone in our office right now who is a former floor guy. They actually call him an upstairs trader, uh, where we're really looking to have him interact with our client base, you know, our larger retail clients who are looking to trade, looking to understand this stuff, not from the standpoint of providing advice, but but from a standpoint of trying to navigate strategies and helping the person understand if this is what you're looking to do, these are the these are the options that I would put together if that was what I was looking to accomplish. So it's combining not only the technology and the ability to execute, but also marrying in the education and thought in these strategies. I mean, look, as as retail traders and as you know, founders of Kane Capital, we're obviously really big on the education part. You know, that's a lot of what we do at Kane Cap. And so, yeah, that that's that's music to our ears, right? I think I hate the idea of people getting involved in the market or in Kane Cap or in Trade Zero or, or in anything like that with the goal or the idea of this is going this directly trade zero or Kane Cap or Fintwit or whatever it is is going to make me rich as opposed to getting in with the idea of let me learn how to do this so I could do it for myself. So I don't need, you know, anybody else to get this done. And I think, you know, that's really always been our goal is to help facilitate that, help facilitate traders on their on their journey to wherever they want to go. And it sounds like Trade Zero is really in the same camp. All right, Dan, I think you did an awesome job of describing what Trade Zero is all about. And thank you for telling us your story. Um, I really enjoyed everything that you had to say. And again, we're extremely excited to be working with you guys. I think this is a partnership that can really go a long way. And for our listeners and for those who are in the Discord, again, I would highly recommend Trade Zero. Um, Noah and I have been playing around with it ourselves, and we are familiarizing ourselves with the platform before we bring it to you guys. So basically right now we're in the stage of, okay, here's how we trade. You know, f- learning our way around the platform, there's always those uh, beginning stages. And we're going to be working alongside with you guys, which is um, going to be awesome. So we're really looking forward to it, Al. Um, it, it, you know, I've, I've enjoyed li- catching up on, on the podcast on previous episodes and really understanding and gaining a knowledge of who you guys are, uh, not only as people, but as traders. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, to the relationship and to you know, everything that's coming next for us. Absolutely, man. Thank you again for joining us. Appreciate you hopping on episode 49. Noah, another great episode. I'll see you next week for episode 40. Yep. Thanks again to Dan for hopping on and we'll see you guys next week. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find in our podcast and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise.
Trading Camp is a paid marketing partner of TradeZero and may receive compensation for introducing customers to TradeZero. TradeZero is not responsible for and neither affirms nor endorses any views or opinions of Trading Camp. The information provided in this podcast should not be considered trading or investment advice from TradeZero. TradeZero makes no recommendation as to any security or trading strategy.